Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hi guys, how is everyone doing? It is such a rainy week in the UK at the moment, which is strange after us having some blazing heat for a week or so. So I am sat here under my electric blanket, which I remember being at this time last year when I first started this podcast under this same electric blanket. So there we go. And this week so far has been amazing. In my group coaching program, we've been talking all about processing and allowing the sensations of our emotions rather than what most of us do, which is resist them, push them away or react to them, maybe act them out at our partners or friends, which is something that we are never taught. So this has been a a really valuable teaching and important skill that I'm helping the people in my group coaching program really master. And if you know that this is something that you really need to work on, if you know you struggle with kind of reacting to feelings when you when you feel a negative emotion, if you know you sometimes show up in ways that, that don't really serve you and you act those, those feelings out at other people, I have a free meditation that, that will help introduce you to a technique that I teach in my group coaching program, which is called Processing Emotion. And I'm going to put the link for that freebie in the information section of this episode. So definitely go and check that out. If you know that's something you really struggle with, if you know you struggle with anxiety or a negative emotion, you don't know how to handle it, this is going to really teach you how to handle those sensations in a way that serves you and puts you back in the driver's seat. So definitely go and check that out. And for today's episode, I wanted to talk about stories (laughs) because our brains like to have a lot of stories stories, beliefs and narratives, whatever you want to call them, all about other people, who they are, what they're like, whether they're good, bad, somewhere in between. And these stories we have about people often get us into trouble and can actually massively get in the way of us creating the kinds of relationships that we really want to have. So on that note, let's just dive straight in. Our brains are wired to construct narratives. Think about how we think about our lives. (laughs) We think about them in terms of a story with a beginning, a middle and an end. That's how we all tend to talk about our life. And as a species, we are storytellers. Our brains are always taking in a lot of information and trying to understand it and categorize it. So it makes meaning out of the information it receives to try and make sense of it, to try and make sense of the world around us. So this means that when we come across a person, a situation, or anything outside of us, our brain will be automatically making judgments, assessments, and decisions about that thing or person in order to help us process and categorize it in our brain. So is this thing good? Is it bad? Is it useful? Is it not useful? Right or wrong? Whatever. And there's nothing wrong with our brains for doing this. It's actually incredibly useful because with the amount of information our brains are taking in on a daily basis, without it making decisions and creating shortcuts, we would be extremely overwhelmed on a day-to-day basis. You know, if every time we walked into a room, we had to start from scratch in our brains and try to work out 
what is this? Is it a table? Is it a chair? Do I sit on it? Do I sit at it? We would be just spending all our time trying to process and understand objects, people, things around us. It would be incredibly overwhelming for our brains. So having these quick decisions in our brains, these shortcuts that help us make sense of what's going on around us is a really important part of our human brains. It's very important that we have that. So that's important to be aware of that our brains are wired to make judgments and decisions about things in order to conserve energy in the long run, in order to help us function to our highest ability on a day-to-day basis. So how does this tie into our relationships, (laughs) you might be wondering? Well, when we meet someone, our brain is doing that exact same thing. It's taking in the information, how they speak, what they do, what they don't do, and it's making judgments and decisions about them. Are they nice? Are they not so nice? Are they fun? Are they boring? Are they interesting? Are they wise? Do we like them? Do we not like them? Your brain will be making these judgments without you even being conscious of it. And your brain's judgments of someone might be totally different to somebody else's judgment of them. Because remember, our judgments are not the same things as the facts, the facts of that person. Your brain's judgments are always just optional ways to think about the facts of someone. So the fact that this person exists is a fact. They exist. But your judgment of that person as being kind, not kind, fun, not fun, those are all optional judgments. And they're neither right or wrong. They're just optional subjective opinions. And as I said, creating a narrative and making judgments is a totally normal human brain function. But it can get us into trouble and cause a lot of disconnection in our relationships. Because when we have a certain story or judgment about someone, we begin to see everything they do through that preconceived story and through that lens. And our judgment of all of their behavior becomes clouded by that preconceived belief. And I'll give you an example. I had a client who really didn't like her boyfriend's friend. Her brain had made the judgment that this girl was disrespectful. That was the story. And it created a narrative where this girl was continuously, intentionally doing things to try to disrespect her. And she could quite easily rattle off this whole narrative, everything she's done, all the things that it meant. And her brain really believed its story, which casted this person, this friend, as a villain. And her is this victim to the girl, to the person. And as we were coaching, we looked at the specific situations where my client believed that this girl was being disrespectful. And when we looked at the facts of each situation and questioned her brain's interpretation of it, she soon saw that disrespectful, that term, was actually just one way she could have looked at it. For example, this friend had asked her boyfriend if he wanted to go out for drinks with people from their work during the weekend that my client was staying over. And my client's brain had made the assumption and the interpretation that this was a disrespectful action, that this friend didn't respect that they were having time, just the two of them, and so that this was her disrespecting that relationship. But when we really questioned that interpretation, my client could kind of see that maybe this friend hadn't been trying to be disrespectful at all. Perhaps she was trying to be inclusive and kind to her boyfriend and extend the invite from a good place instead of a negative one. But because of the story her brain had about her, she was seeing the entire situation through that lens. And I'm sure you can all relate to that. 
Think of a colleague that you really don't like. (laughs) Now, if you get an email from them, you'd maybe roll your eyes. Assume they're trying to get you or they're trying to show you up in some way, whatever you might think. But if you received that same email from a colleague that you're friends with, you'd probably have a totally different perception of it because the story your brain has about them would be totally different. And not challenging these beliefs and stories can get us into a lot of trouble. Like for my client, when she jumped at believing her brain's story without questioning it, she then showed up to that situation in a way she later regretted. And it created so much disconnection between her and the friend and her and her partner. Another example of this is from a one-on-one client of mine. Let's call her Maria. (laughs) Just made that name up. So Maria had a story in her brain about how her partner didn't really care about her or want to be with her. That was her brain story. That was the narrative it had. And when I asked her why she believed this, she was just determined that it was true. She said how she'd moved in with him, but he didn't really want her there, that he wasn't as affectionate as she wanted him to be, that he didn't seem to want to spend any quality time with her. And when we really broke down the facts of what was going on and really looked at the the facts of his behavior, my client soon saw that her brain was not exactly showing her the clearest of pictures. (laughs) Her brain was committed to this story, but it was completely omitting the facts that he had suggested that she move in with him, that he did often show her affections and do things to show he cared, like planning a holiday for them or things that they could do together at the weekend. Her brain was so committed to the story that she was unwanted that it totally missed all the very real ways he was showing he did want her and care about her. It was interpreting everything, like him turning to face the wall when they were going to sleep, as signs of rejection because that's what fit in with the narrative it was already constructing. But when we broke down each situation and really looked at the facts, because we're not denying facts here, guys, (laughs) we're not gaslighting ourselves. We're looking at the facts of the situation head on and objectively. She realized that there was actually so much evidence he loved and cared about her. And it totally disproved her entire story. Now, this might not be the exact same for you. There may be times when you want to keep some of the stories your brain has about the people in your life. But the important thing here is to understand that your story is always optional and it's never a fact. And that when you're committed to thinking something about someone, you are going to see everything through that lens and that is unlikely to serve you because it's going to stop you from being objective about the situation in front of you. Another example could be, If you have a story that your sister-in-law is selfish, (laughs) I'm sure many of you listening are like, me, that's me. (laughs) She could maybe send you a message and your first instinct would be to think how selfish she was and feel irritated and annoyed by her message. Instead of taking a moment to consider the facts of what she actually said and the context and consider and get curious about what might be going on for her. What might be going on here that your brain isn't considering? Because when we jump to believe our stories, we show up judgmentally instead of with curiosity. We already believe we know everything we need to know about that person. We know their personality. We know their motives. And so we're closed off to understanding them and being curious about them. And that creates instant disconnection. And like I said, our stories are never facts. 
There are interpretations and opinions about the facts. And while your brain may think this one person is selfish, someone else might see them as totally selfless and thoughtful. And really, when we get down to it, all of us as humans are a combination of good and bad qualities. Behaviors that can be perceived as selfish or wrong or bad. We are all imperfect and flawed, but that doesn't make us inherently bad as people. It makes us human. And curiosity and compassion are the most important ingredients for creating connection. And if you can be curious about what might be going on in someone else's brain and be compassionate instead of judgmental, you are going to see the people in your life as imperfect humans, just like you are and create so many more opportunities to connect with them, or at the very least, create a lot less drama and suffering for yourself. So think about someone you currently have a negative story in your mind about, and ask yourself, what is the benefit of keeping this story? When you believe that story, how do you show up to the relationship? What assumptions do you tend to make? How do you tend to interpret their behavior? How do you act and respond to them? Who are you being in your response to them while this story is playing in the back of your mind? You could think of a thousand reasons why a story is true, but if you can't think of one reason why it's helpful, that's enough reason to consider changing it. And I have a recent example of this, of someone who's no longer in my life. And for a long time, and still occasionally now, I will admit, my brain wants to go to the story that they're just not a nice person, that they're a bad person and probably some harsher language if I'm being honest. (laughs) But when I believe that, all I feel in my body is angry and resentful. And when I've occasionally seen them, I felt this defensiveness come over my body, like a resistance to them. And it's created an experience for me that hasn't been one I've particularly enjoyed. It's not been a good experience for me. But when I can change the story from they're a bad, terrible person, to they're just a person that's hurting, which I can say with total honesty, I believe that to be true, that they are just a human being that's experiencing negative emotion and hurting inside, my experience changes. Now, don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean I run over to them and and try and be in their life or, you know, make any effort to contact them or, or make amends with them, of course not. That's, that's a boundary for me that I no longer want to have this person in my life. And, you know, I want to uphold that boundary for myself. But the difference is, is that my experience changes. I don't have to feel angry or resentful or defensive. When I change my story and my thoughts about them, I can just feel calmer. I can feel at peace. I can feel accepting. And from that place, I'm able to then show up more as the person that I want to be. So this week, whoever you're struggling in a relationship with, I want you to ask yourself, what is my preconceived story about this person? What is the narrative my brain is trying to paint here? What are my brain's judgments? What are the beliefs I already have about them or this situation? And consider, where is my brain interpreting things through that lens and potentially being biased in how it perceives this? If I didn't already have this story about that, what else might I consider? What else might I think here? Does thinking this way about them serve me? Does it create a result I like? Or does it create more of what I don't want? 
and what else might be available for me to think here instead. Okay, guys, that's all I've got for you today. I hope it was useful. Can I ask you to do a little something for me? Could you go ahead and give the podcast a little rating on whatever platform you're listening from? This is how I can keep reaching more and more people and spreading the word of this work. So it's really, really important to me. And I also wanted to say I've had a few people DMing me and emailing me asking about the next round of my group coaching program, Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. And so I wanted to update everyone that it will be in January. The the next round will, will be in January and doors will be opening in December. So if you want to get on the wait list and make sure that you're the first to know all the details and the first to know about the 24-hour discount that I always do when the doors open, then you need to go and get on the wait list. And I'm going to be putting the link to sign up to it in the information section of this episode. So go and get on it. That's where you'll be able to get sent all the details and be the first one to know when doors are opening. Okay, guys, I hope you all have amazing weekends and I will speak to you all next week. Bye. If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs. 